0: what's going on card nation welcome to another episode of the breakdown here on a thursday night coming to you live from the almost completely renovated studio slash man cave here taylor lynch lewis metzinger with you all as always actually our first show of the new year so happy new year to everybody hope uh, 2018 has started out great for all of you um it's Definitely started out not so hot for the Louisville Cardinals men's basketball team, but uh, the last couple of weeks, things really turned around, and we will get into that, especially uh, coming off that double overtime game at Notre Dame, which I'm pretty sure Louisville and Notre Dame, it's in their contract. They can't play unless it goes to overtime, so we'll get into that game. Um, Also, the 2018... Men's uh, football schedule was announced. We'll look at that as well and uh, get into a little bit about just the overall state right now of college basketball lots of crazy stuff going on um, everybody lost last night it seemed like if you were a ranked team you lost last night um, whether you were at home or not so we'll get into that as well uh, guys you know how to get in touch with us if you're listening to the podcast please make sure you share it out hit us up on twitter it's at the breakdown ul you can also get with us individually it's at lewis menzinger and at taylor lynch so lewis what's going on buddy good evening how's it going
1: it's going pretty well, dude. Uh, just uh, trying to stay warm. Hopefully, it'll get. It's supposed to warm up this weekend, but it's been uh, yes. It's been a crazy uh, six days of no school um, here in Louisville. So,
0: yeah, I've got a different. Yeah, I've got a gripe about that too because it, I don't know. You you can't really relate too much because you were homeschooled, although you did go. You had to go, like, what, how many days a week did you actually have
1: to... Two days a week. Two days a week, We, we okay. had snow days. We, we had a couple of snow days. Very few, but, but a yeah.
0: couple. Yeah. See, when I was at JCPS, back in my day, um, like, it, it, it didn't matter. Like, if there was... Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. The thing that drives me crazy the most is this being too cold to go to school. That was never... Like, we had snow days, and I was in the... I was in school at the time when we had the ice storm, so I missed like an entire week. Um, But we never got out because it was too cold. So that's... That's crazy for me. But, yeah, kids out of school the last couple of days, um, they were on a two-hour delay today, and now they're back in it. So um, I know our buddy Ethan Moore was losing his mind uh, not being at work, and he didn't know really what to do. Cabin fever was starting to set in. So I'm glad the kids went back to school today for his sake. Um, so let's, let's kind of get right into this, man. Uh, I, I touched on it there in the open that the uh, men's basketball team, the beginning of the year, not so hot. Uh, the end of 2017, definitely not so hot with that loss to Kentucky that we uh, really didn't have a chance, darn hate that, uh, to get God. into. So, But we had that. And then you have the loss uh, to Clemson on the road where you really thought this that was a win that this team really needed. And then they come back after that, and you get a win at Florida State, which is a good win. You come home and you beat a Virginia Tech team that's probably going to be a bubble team, although they've got to start winning some of these close games if they're going to even be a bubble team. But a talented team, no doubt. And then they go on the road and do something that hasn't been done since uh, I was a year old, and that's go to Notre Dame and beat the Irish uh, there. I wasn't born yet. At the, yeah, you weren't at the Joyce Center. Um And so the Cards were able to get that done in a double overtime thriller um, on Tuesday night. So, Lewis, how are you feeling right now about this team that just a couple weeks ago there was real concern about whether this was even going to be a tournament team? And now it looks like maybe we can start kind of talking about seeding? a little maybe
1: I don't know I I mean I definitely think we should and and that's I I don't think there's any question that we make the tournament because I think um, some of these games I think some of these games that people even you know mark down as a a definite loss are are a little more up in the air now Um, and, and if you play if you um, play Duke and you play North Carolina and you, you make them close or, or pull one out. Um, you know, there's just no question that you get in. And I think you get in now anyway, um, if the tournament started today. But my thought is still kind of the same. Like, I'm very glad. Like, I'm living and dying by these wins. Even though we all yeah. said, like, oh, this is a throwaway year. Uh, this is just, it's this, it's that. It doesn't matter. Like, we are we are a basketball state like we live and die by every make and miss that we watch out every game like it's just how we are wired as as kentucky citizens and yeah. and especially Louisvilleians. like it's just how we do it like that's how we do it in college basketball so it, it, as much as i like want to sit back afterwards and i'm like i don't care about this game like i do care about the games a lot but i just i still don't think that we are I don't know how much has really changed. I just think that things are going our way, if that makes sense. Like I don't really think we're playing that much differently. Um, I think some certain players are playing differently, but as a whole, um, maybe a little bit better on the defensive end. Um, I mean, we forced forced Notre Dame into quite a few turnovers, especially in the first half of the defense and coming down the stretch in the second half. Especially in the overtime stuff was completely locked down, um, which was nice to see. But I think really the play of Ray Spaulding, um, which has pretty much been good all year, yeah. um, is really that that main thing that's standing out right now. But like Dangadel, like during the Virginia Tech game when he absolutely went off, had his career night. Like everyone's like, "Here comes Dangadel," blah, blah blah, and then he turns around and has an abysmal first mm. half mm-hmm. against Notre Dame. I mean, just. Pr- one of his worst ever. Um, And it's just, they're so hit or miss. And so I have a hard time being like feeding into this hype, like, Oh, we're back. Like, here we come like final four, baby mark it down. Like I struggle with that because our guys are so other than honestly, other than Ray Spalding, our guys are so hit or miss that I just have a hard time being able to predict this team. But I definitely think that overall, probably the defense is, the defensive progress has been nice to see because that's kind of where we make our money.
0: Yeah, that's Louisville basketball right there—is defense and, and the way they play defense. And you're right; they have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have made several strides on the defensive end, um, especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, and you're right; I, I never thought that you know I would be saying you know Ray balding is the most valuable piece on this team because sure. I think that all of us as fans kind of thought that we had seen all that we were going to see from Ray. That he had kind of, I don't want to say hit his ceiling, because I think we all thought he had a pretty high ceiling to begin with. But I just think that we had all kind of assumed that he was never going to realize what everybody thought was his potential. Um, And he has done that, and he has done that in a big way, especially the last few games. But you're right all season, um, he's really been that steady piece uh, of this team. And they're they're getting the ball down low. They're running plays for him to score. Uh, and I think yeah,
1: that, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like there there are plays specifically that you know the objective here is to get Ray paint touches, get him a touch in the I paint.
1: Can't, I can't even tell you how many times on uh, Tuesday that he caught the ball at the at the top of the key on the corner um, where like where Gorgie used to take those yeah. like fifteen footers, and he he you know. Pivoted around and, and went up for the shot, and I was like, "No, no, no!" no. I'll switch, yeah, back and I was like, uh, "I was like, if he starts knocking that shot down every time, um, there's n- like he's unguardable because if you come out to guard him, he's just gonna take one step and be past you, um, and if you don't step out on him, he's gonna knock down that shot. So I think if he If he adds that, he's essentially unstoppable.
0: It definitely makes Louisville a more dangerous team when you have somebody like that. And that's what we've been saying for at least two seasons, that Louisville really needs somebody that can be dominant down low. In the paint, yeah. and we haven't had that. Um, you really, you could argue, really, since Nanu and Trez, you really haven't had a guy that can be dominant in the in the paint for you. And Ray is getting it done this year, and he's backing his guys down, and getting the ball up on the glass and, and getting it in. And it's not even just his paint touches, like you said. It's it's his ability to hit that fifteen foot shot. Um, and really just kind of expand his offensive arsenal and really make him difficult for anybody to, to cover uh, and to guard. And it's really helped this team along and helped this team kind of find their identity uh, offensively. And I, I also never thought I would be sitting on the couch watching a Louisville game going, Get the ball to Ray! Get the ball down low to Ray! Because the biggest knock forever has been that Ray can't finish around the rim. Now, right. Honest is still – <laughs> Honest does so many other great things, especially on defense. I mean, his yeah. defense in the last part of that Notre Dame game, the the end of the second half and the overtimes, his defense had as much to do with Louisville winning that game as anything else did. Um, but – I don't understand what it is about the rim that scares him to death, and he just is afraid to to attack it. I, I don't I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. Um,
1: but it's, I, I, honestly I do understand it a little bit because well, please enlighten was, me then. Well, he, he was when he was a freshman in high school, he was like six foot one or or shorter. He was like he was like six foot five eleven, something like that. He was a point guard, so wasn't he? he? he was a point guard. So it's like he played his entire, um, the majority of his high school, I would say probably two or three seasons before he really got up there. But you know, you have this mentality that I'm, I'm a guard. I'm going to have guard, like footwork. I'm going to have guard, like quickness. Um, and I'm going to move, not like a, uh, you know, a tree down there, but, but more like, uh, I don't even know how to just like this a lizard. to be almost. good. Oh, um, <laughs> a lizard. I, I don't know. So he, he's just kind of got that. Like he, he completely Dangadell and, and Honest give him complete credit. They completely shut down uh oh, at yeah. the end of the oh, game yeah. there. Like I couldn't believe how well because Dang's defense has been pitiful the entire year. Um, but it, for him to be able to and during this down that last stretch completely. Basically, guarded. They they cleared out. I don't know if you saw that, but a couple possessions when Notre Dame was going to try and take that final shot, they had everyone on basically the baseline. Yeah. Um, and it was just like Dang versus Matt, like a like a one on one type type atmosphere, like it was street ball or something. And Dang shut him down completely, and so did Honest, which was really great to see. And you love to see that um, that adjustment from from Paget to to not yes, only you took the words out of my mouth. That they were getting abused by him in the first half, like no doubt. And then David was like, I'm done with this. He's like, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to stick Darius on you. And he's going to just <laughs> exhaust you yes. um, with his enthusiasm. And he's going to be in your back pocket the whole time. And then when, you know, when you, he wears down a little bit, Oh, we'll just throw the six, seven, you know, basically our six, seven, two guard on you. And then we're going to throw our, our seven foot one center on you. Like that's, that was just honestly, really, really smart coaching. And and honestly, probably won them the game, which we have seen some questionable decisions in the past from David. So you can see how he's evolving as a coach and, and as a, uh, um, managing the substitutions and, and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is great to see. I still don't, I, I told some people on Twitter this, I, I had some, some DMS with some people. And I, I said, I still, I still don't think Dave's the guy. Like I, I love him. I'm, I can't believe, you know, I'm so grateful for everything he's done. I don't think he's going to be ready. Um, once we lose our, our talent, yeah. <laughs> our, 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 our all American yeah. five-star talent, I'm not sure that he's going to be the right guy to kind of guide us through this next couple years. But He's done a heck of a job this year, and, and you, all you can do is is give him praise for that because it's been impressive, regardless of getting pounded at Kentucky.
0: I've thought a lot about that, especially given the way they've turned things around since that Kentucky game, and I don't know if—I'm not ready to say one way or another because I think that you've definitely got to give David a serious look— uh, Sure. When you're when you're looking to hire the new head coach, because of what he's done. I mean, he went out and took this Louisville team on the road to Florida State and got a ranked road win for the first time since like 2014 for Louisville. Yep. At SMU. At yes. At at SMU was that one, and then he takes them to Notre Dame, where they haven't won since 1994. And gets out of there with a double overtime win over the Irish. I know they didn't have Bonzi Colson, and I know Matt Farrell was back, but you know, maybe a little bit rusty, but still. And they lost DJ Harvey early on. And they lost, yes, but still. It's a road win at a place that you haven't won in a long time, and you're a rookie head coach, and he takes him in there and he gets a win. And I think that. You could credit a lot of that win to some of his coaching decisions and some of the adjustments that he made. So, I think he's definitely got to get a look. I think it's still too early in the season. But I am enormously impressed with the things that he's been able to do so far with this basketball team. Obviously, the Kentucky game excluded from that. um, But still, I'm very, very impressed with what he's been able to do. And... We don't know. With with David, it's a lot of the, it's the fear of the unknown, because sure he doesn't he hasn't had the opportunity to recruit. He, he you know, he has never been a, a head coach before, but he's doing a really good job right now. And I
1: and he's working his butt off to get Courtney Ramey yeah, back
0: yeah. in town. So. I think it's it's definitely going to have to be a wait-and-see approach. You've got to take a wait-and-see, and then you have to really give this situation the time that it needs and really give David the the look that he deserves uh, when you do come down to, to decide on the next head coach. But what I'm struggling with, with this basketball team, Loom, is I think at times we're pretty good, and then I think at times we're pretty awful, and I I keep watching these other teams play. I, I watch you and I both. We we watch a lot of college basketball. We love college basketball. It doesn't matter if Louisville's playing or not. I will watch SMU Wichita State, which I watched last night because it's basketball. Um, yep. But So I, I watch these other teams, and I try to compare Louisville to some of these other teams, and I'm realizing that in the course of a game, a bunch of other teams look really, really good and look really, really bad in the same game. And I mean, evidence of that. Look at look at last night, Lewis, in, in, in college basketball. Number seventeen, or number seventeen Auburn gets beat by Alabama. Wichita State gets beat at home. I think it was like twenty-four games or twenty-seven, something like that. Game home win streak. SMU snapped it, eighty-three to seventy-eight. Texas Tech loses to Texas. Seton Hall gets handled by Creighton, eighty to sixty-three. Xavier takes care of business against St. John's. Uh, Missouri beats Tennessee, fifty-nine to fifty-five. And Arizona State loses seventy-seven to eighty-six to Stanford. Yep. To a Stanford team that let me see what they're eleven and eight, they're eleven and eight, and they beat Arizona State eighty-six to seventy-seven. So it, there's so many ranked teams that lose every single night in college basketball this season that I really don't know where Louisville fits in the grand scheme of things this year. I don't really know. I don't think we have a dominant team. I think Duke, when Duke turns it on and plays. Up to their potential, and they're clicking on all cylinders. There's no question; Duke is the best team in college basketball this year, hands down. No questions asked, in my opinion. But, yep. but they there's they struggle with consistency too. I mean, there are there are times when they, were
1: they down look double digits to, to um, who was it the other night? Miami, Miami, and yes. Miami choked it, but yeah.
0: Still. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know if there is a dominant team in college basketball, and I don't really know where Louisville fits in in the grand scheme of things this year. Um, and I feel like we say this, you know, every season, that the NCAA tournament's going to be crazy this year. Um, and it was it was pretty wild last year um, yep. for the most part. But, I, I mean, this year, man, <laughs> hold on to your couch, because this could be nuts. That's
1: why it's the best time of year. Um, that whole, that first, first weekend, first couple of days where you have, like, it's 15 games going on every yes. day. It's just, I mean, it's, it's better than anything. It's better than Christmas. It's better than, it's better than anything. I, I mean, that. I can't think of anything that's better than that, but um, maybe the birth of a child, but I've yet to experience that. And I, I would put it toe to toe. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that it's so hard in the landscape of college basketball this year to, to pinpoint who's really dominant because no one looks dominant. Nobody, No. everyone looks good for stretches and games and then people overreact and throw them up on the high up on the AP poll. Then they get beat three games in a row and then they drop them back down. And then somebody else's turn. Um, it's just a bad time to be, to be highly ranked, which is, which is why I'm fine with if Just leave us out of the AP poll. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, if we lose, we're not going anywhere. So who cares? Um, w- which I think that, that if, if Louisville does, um, beat Boston college, I think we might sneak in right, right maybe right at 25. Um, but cause we are receiving some votes, but we'll have to see what happens. But I mean, I'm completely with you. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's really dominant. I guess what do they have? Villanova there at the top. I guess. Yeah,
0: I was just getting ready to say
1: that they're not that impressive. No,
0: I mean this is your AP top 25 right now as it stands, and obviously this is going to change because you know half of these teams lost last night. Uh, but Villanova's number one. Virginia's two. Purdue is third. I'm not yeah, saying crazy. there's anything wrong with Purdue, and obviously no, Louisville take played that. up leave there. Them third, yeah, yeah. Please leave them third. That that could be the best loss of anybody in college basketball this season. But I, there's no issue with them being at third. But any other year, Purdue at number three would be just crazy. They would be the talk of college basketball. That's a team that you're used to seeing in the teens and the high twenties, not number three. Yep. Um, Oklahoma, what? You play bask?
1: What? I mean, they had Buddy Hill. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, Buddy Hill's not walking through that door. Um, yeah, but, but they, they do have Trey Young. Trae, yeah, yeah Trey Young's insane. So, it, But, ooh, that brings up another good question. Is it going to be Trey Young and Oklahoma like it was um, your
1: boy in LSU a couple seasons ago? Ben Simmons? Yes. I mean – Trey Young is better than Ben Simmons. Well, to yeah, be real. But, um, but I mean, like but, is
0: the rest of Oklahoma trash like
1: lSU was? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know as much about Oklahoma. Um, but you know what is interesting is that I would be beyond shocked if Trey Young isn't the basketball the college basketball player of the year, yeah, which would give Oklahoma the Heisman winner and College Basketball Player of the Year for the second time, Ugh. and nobody else has ever done it once. So, that's think about that for a second. That's like... <laughs> this is an awful reference. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even
0: know if I can go there. That's like Oklahoma having two National Basketball Player of the years and having not a whole lot to show for it in the NCAA tournament is like having... Like the inside of your house be just immaculately decorated, but you live in a trailer. Like, yeah. that's that's so bad. I'm sorry. If you live in a trailer, I'm so sorry. No offense.
1: Um, There's a lot of trailers out that way, aren't right there? <laughs> God.
0: It's because it's Tornado Alley. They all blow back in. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the AP top 25. Duke is number five right now. Um, West Virginia is sixth. Wichita State, uh, which lost last night, is at seven. Uh, Texas Tech, who, you know, lost all, as well, is eighth. Um, Texas Tech is eighth in AP top 25 college basketball. They're eighth, Lou. Michigan State is ninth. Uh, Kansas is 10th. Xavier's 11th. Cincinnati is 12th. Gonzaga, 13. Arizona, 14. North Carolina, 15. Arizona State, what? Sixteen. Um, they were in the top five. I know. A few weeks ago. I know. Auburn, seventeen. They just lost to Alabama. Some things never change. Uh, Kentucky is eighteenth. Seton Hall, nineteenth. Clemson, number twenty. Uh, Tennessee, twenty-one. Oklahoma, or, uh, sorry, Ohio State, twenty-two. Michigan, twenty-three. TCU and Miami rounding it out at twenty-four and twenty-five. Um, so some of that reads more like a college football top 25 yeah, than it real. does a college basketball top 25, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I really don't know where Louisville stands, uh, in this. And I don't know Lewis, if we're really going to get a whole lot more clarifications as we get closer to March, because I think it's going to continue to be this way, uh, with a lot of teams that we think are good losing. And I think we're going to go into March with really not a very clear
1: idea of who's really good and who's not. No, I completely agree. It's it's going to be insane, but you know what? That makes it more fun, and it makes Louisville being inconsistent a little bit more bearable.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, some top 25 basketball going on tonight. Uh, Virginia and Georgia Tech on the ACC Network at 8 o'clock. Uh, first one to 50 wins in that one. Uh, Michigan and Nebraska squaring off of the Big Ten Network. And at 9 o'clock on ESPN, it's St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Uh, St. Mary's 17-2, and two, Gonzaga 16-3. and three. So, Lewis, when you look at the rest of this college basketball slate, I mean, Louisville's got Boston College coming up here on Sunday. Um, let's see where was that da, 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 da. they got BC coming up on Sunday and then obviously that's a team that you have to take serious because that's a team
1: that beat Duke earlier this season um, yeah that's what I don't I don't get that because everyone's making light of BC yeah. and like and saying like oh so-and-so Florida State went and got beat by Boston College and they're making saying that like takes away from Louisville winning at Florida. State. Boston College is a fine team. Yeah, like in the landscape of everything, like what's wrong with that? Who cares?
0: Yeah, no, they uh, they, they went and, and, and handed it to Duke. So, no, you can't you can't overlook Boston College uh, by any means. They're a team that obviously can jump up and beat anybody on any given day, um, and we've seen that throughout the season. Why can I not find on my ESPN app? The Louisville, bot, there it is, because it's the very first one. Uh, Louisville right now with an 83% chance of winning that one, Lewis. Uh, Boston that's College a, coming crazy. in 13-6, uh, Louisville 14-4, and, and I feel like right on the cusp of getting into the top 25. Um, so then after this game, they travel on, let's see, if this is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, uh, they will travel to number 25, Miami. Uh, that one's at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. And then the Cards come home and host Wake Forest before going on the road uh, to the meat grinder. That is Virginia uh, at 7 o'clock on ESPN2 on the 31st. So let's look at just those four games right there, Lewis. So Boston College, Miami, Wake Forest, and UVA. Um, if you had to pick, because I think that this is kind of how we have to look at this little schedule. We have to kind of look at the rest of the year in just little either four games or three games, just little chunks uh, and kind of dissect it that way because you can't afford to look too far ahead uh, with this team. But Boston College, I mean, yes, we just kind of talked about how they can beat anybody, but I feel confident um, in Louisville's chances in that game. Uh, going to Miami is not going to be easy. Playing Wake Forest at home is not going to be easy. Um And then going to Virginia, I mean, need we really say anything about going to Virginia? I mean, Louisville, I've got a better chance of going outside right now and being struck by lightning, I feel like, than Louisville actually winning a game against Virginia. Um, So how are you feeling about these next four games, BC, Miami, Wake, and Virginia?
1: Um, I I think that it'll be close against BC. I do think we'll pull it out um, simply because it's a home game. I think going to Miami, I think you could probably mark that down as a loss. Um, I'd like to see that go differently because as far as, well, they may be unranked at that point, um, which could be unfortunate because I think they were right, right towards the back half and they got beat. So, yeah. um, they're probably out. So that might be in Louisville's first unranked loss of the season, which is kind of one of the things they have going for them is they've only lost the top 25 teams, but, um, I think you can mark that down as a loss. I don't think you lose to Wake. I think that, um, you know, I don't. I haven't been overly impressed with Wake. I know they've always kind of been kind of Louisville's always kind of struggled with Wake. Yeah. Um, well, they're eight and for nine for whatever right reason. Now. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Um, so I think that's definitely. I think you can probably mark that down as a definite win. And then the thought of us going to Virginia is essentially like. If you're being held captive and they need information out of you, and they basically tell you like, "We are walking you down this hallway, and we are going to waterboard you until you either die or give us this secret information," and they lead you down, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know you're just gonna you're gonna be in excruciating amounts of pain for a long period of time, and you just kind of have to just let it happen. Um, that, that's what it's like going to Virginia, and, and then Tony Bennett. He gives you that little wink and that little his pearly white smile at you. He just when you walk in, you just know he's about to just take your soul out and just like knead it like bread dough. Like it's it is miserable um, to watch. And we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get beat forty five to like eight probably is my prediction <laughs> on that score. Uh, no, but think about this though. Regardless of what happens in the next three games. If Padgett goes to Virginia and wins in any way, shape, or form, I think you immediately take that interim tag off of him or acting tag off of him because that will make three things in the stretch of what, three weeks that Coach 2 was never able to do. I know. In three or four years of trying with Virginia specifically like we are, we are one mango Matthewing 15 footer at the buzzer away from never beating Tony Bennett. I know. I know. And honestly, never being close. So, and that's, and and that's with teams that had NBA, uh, very good NBA players and potentially the NBA Rookie of the Year on our team for, for a couple of those, many of those games. So if he does that, I, I think you go ahead and give it to him. But it's going to be rough. But I, I would say they go 2-2 two and two over the next four games.
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to say 3-1. and one. I think they get that win at Miami because I think they played in, in places that have been far more difficult than that. Um, so I do think they, they get the win at Miami. Um, but yeah, I'm with you going to Virginia. That was a beautiful, perfect description of what it's like to go to Virginia. Um, and then Tony Bennett, like in that Bethany's guy, like, doesn't she, doesn't she think he's, he's cute. Isn't that, uh... I
1: think, I think all the, the ladies think he's cute. Um, uh, maybe maybe cute's not the right word. Maybe like he probably has like a ten pack or something, and he's never had a cavity in his life. And it's I mean the dude is probably like perfect. It's, he probably yeah. like plays like saxophone or something. I, mean, I don't know. He's got Takes it. All. Careless Whisper. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and uh, all, all the ladies swoon. Yes. All the very attractive women, obviously, that are in Virginia. Uh, I mean,
0: so we've assaulted. We've insulted Virginia. We've insulted trailer parks and the entire state of Oklahoma in... 35 minutes. I think we're,
1: it, we're doing well. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. That's the reason we that's, do this. Podcast. That's what happens
0: when we've been off for a couple of weeks. We come back and, yeah. and everybody's fair game at this point. Um, yep. if, guys, if you're listening, uh, thank you so much, first of all. Uh, make sure you share out the podcast uh, so that everybody can hear the craziness that is uh, going on here on this show. Feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at The Breakdown UL or hit us up individually at Lewis Metzinger and at Taylor Lynch. Uh, let's Transition a little bit here, Lewis. Last night I was there on campus uh, for the Presidential uh, Search Committee's open forum and where they took questions from the public uh, about the search for the new university president. Uh, we got a little bit of clarification on a couple of things last night. Uh, as you can imagine, a lot of the conversation um, was centered around university budget issues. Um, that the new president will face. Uh, Several faculty members got up and spoke um, about their concerns and what they want to see from the next president and kind of um, rallied support for their individual departments. Um, A couple of things that we heard most of all were that we wanted somebody with integrity, uh, somebody that had worked in the academic background before uh, somebody that has a good fiscal mind uh, that can handle some of the budget concerns that will arise uh, with the university in this upcoming year um, and beyond that. And then I asked a question about the timeline um, and was told that There was a very good possibility that the university could name a new president by May. Uh, Right now, they're still accepting resumes. Uh, They will soon close the resume process, begin to review them, uh, and take the list that right now stands at, I I believe it was 45. Uh, They expect that to grow to 60, and then they'll cut that down and cut that down and cut that down, and eventually get to three finalists uh, that they will then have meet with various members of the faculty and, and the board and um, and all of that. And then they will eventually pick the new president. But that is expected to happen in May. Uh, now, something that I did hear um, kind of after the meeting, um, I was told by a faculty member that at a uh, faculty advisory meeting last week, Dr. Postal had informed the various faculty that were there that the university would be hiring an athletic director by March. A full-time athletic director by March so that he could lead in the search for a new head men's basketball coach. Now, I don't know about you, but I was a little surprised... Kind of by that timeline. I mean, I understand it from the from the aspect that if you want to hire a basketball coach, you've got to do it as soon as the season, uh, as soon as the um, NCAA tournament's over with, uh, because that's you know when jobs come open. So I get that, but. If you're not going to hire a university president until May, but then you're going to hire somebody that's going to be working for the president that's not even there yet, and then he's supposed to go f- hire a, a men's basketball coach when the basketball coach doesn't know who the president's going to be, which I guess doesn't matter that much because it's not like he's going to be reporting directly to the president. But still, you get what I mean. It's kind of an odd timeline. Um but that's kind of where we're at right now. That's what we were given. Uh, so at least there is some clarification on that, uh, and and we kind of know, you know, what's coming and, and what to expect.
1: Yeah, I would be. I guess what was was your thought at all? Did you think there was any chance that that Tyree might stick around, or was it kind of like? we're trying to start fresh across the board, or does he even want to stick around?
0: I have felt like from the beginning that if Vince Tyree were offered the job on a full-time basis, that he would likely take it. Uh, That's always kind of been my my feeling, even just from listening to Vince. Um, And I also feel like there's some other things that have happened lately um, with the athletic department. That would kind of point in the direction that Vince may be looking at taking that job full-time and may ultimately end up being the guy for the job. Um, But yeah, I I think so. And I, for one, have no issue at all if Vince DiRae wants to be the permanent athletic director uh, at the university. But I wonder, for you as a student... I hate to really cuz it kind of sounds bad but like do you care who
1: the president is of the university like does that matter at all No not but but I'm not like like Mr. like politically correct like I'm not like this crazy over the top liberal right um, right that that needs the president to have all these certain standards like, and just all do your job, I just I, yeah I don't really care like just uh, it's it's a public university. He's going to have his thoughts and views, and I'm going to have my thoughts and views, and we're probably not going to see the same way. So it doesn't really matter. I'm just here to get a degree. Like I don't need you to like, I don't need a president that fits my every uh, whim while I'm here for 79 years um, or however long I'm going to be here. Um, but yeah, but for people that are that just get in and out, like why do you care? Honestly. As long as the, the as long as the the uh, institution that you're attending is, is able to maintain its accreditation, which was a huge issue, um, which it looks like that that worked out, but um, that was a big issue. That was the only thing that I would even be concerned about at all, because you know I'm not going to put in all this time for my degree to be worthless, completely worthless, I should say. <laughs> Yeah. i you know I'm landing that, that like, seven-figure job with my cultural humanities degree when I'm done, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, yeah, you will. You will. Just, you just keep in, the faith, man. I'll walk man. in
1: wherever I want, and I'll just hold it up to the window. That's what I would do. it up against the window and just be like, I'm hired, right? Right. And they like, would just say, yeah, When do man. I start?
0: When do I start? Yeah, exactly. Just give me my cubicle right now. Yeah. yeah it was an interesting meeting. Um, uh, but I think that the most interesting part was definitely that, uh, that we will have an athletic director, uh, by March and we will have a president by May. Um, and then seemingly not long after that, we'll have a, a new men's basketball coach. So that's going to be interesting too. Um, very we cool. also learned, uh, this week that tomorrow it's going to be a very interesting day, um, For the university, it's likely that we will know the results of the NCAA's um, investigation, the appeal that Louisville made, um, and their response to the appeal. Basically, this is going to put a bow on this whole Katina Powell stuff. Um, We will know for certain, is the banner going, is the banner staying? Um, And apparently, I've heard that the university is... Pleased with the decision, or is happy about the decision? So you take from that whatever you will. Um, but I'm still nervous as I'll get out for what tomorrow is
1: going to bring for U of L. And for are you though? I mean, <sighs> I uh, I honestly could not care less. Like, really? Take the Savannah do whatever. No, do whatever you want, man. Wow, I watched it. I wow. watched it, bro. I know. I have a DVD, I will give it to. I will make copies of that bish for Is that piracy? everybody that has I a copy. I think crush. that's piracy. I don't think you're like I to do don't that. care. I we will know. fight the law on this one. Like I will give everyone <laughs> a copy. Like I watched the thing happen. I know it's there. Like why don't they just do what um who did it? Uh, freaking Central Florida. Like just claim it anyway. You don't you don't just don't. I saw this on Twitter like don't put NCA National Champions, just put 2013 National Champions. Like who cares? Yeah, that's... What, what's the is the NCA going to come in and if we just throw up a random sign, are they just going to come in and take it? Like no, they're not going to do that. Like why do they care if we just have a random banner? Like they're just they just want the one that has their name on it because oh, it didn't happen. I'm great, take that one. We'll put up another one. Who cares? We all watch it happen. It's not like that piece of floorboards coming off the ceiling. Like
0: Yeah, no. that's true. That is true. I do wonder what would happen with that. Um, I don't know. They're giving it to me and you. Hey, that's fine. I, I'm just re I'm redesigning it down here. I've got a space for it. If you if you're looking to get it off your hands, Yovell, you just I think I think you, you underestimate how large that piece of board no, is. No, I'm well. <laughs>
1: I'm well, not sure that's
0: going to fit in, in in your man cave <laughs> you've seen the man cave you you know what i'm dealing with down here as far as far as size you're you're probably right
1: i would, I would maybe rename it to man closet but i'm not gonna <laughs> i haven't patented that so don't take it yet
0: oh man i don't know it's going to be interesting uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of feelings a lot of a lot of people reacting or overreacting no matter what happens tomorrow uh, with this ruling um I would like to see the banner stay. I would like to see the records stay. I would sure, like to see all of that. Of but I, I'm also kind of in the same boat as you where, yeah, you can take it. But I watched it on TV. I know it happened. I ran out on my deck and screamed. We finally yep. did it when that buzzer <laughs> sounded. Like, I, it, it happened. I was there. I watched it. So, I don't know. But that's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to – I'm, I'm – I'm interested to hear what exactly happens, and honestly, Lewis, I'm ready to just have this whole thing done and over with.
1: Absolutely, like, that's the biggest thing. Is uh, I just want—I don't care what happens. And this is what we were saying in the summer too. Yeah. Um, before, before the the next scandal, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't worry, there'll we, be more. We, yeah, we got a nice little break there for uh, what a couple days, I think. Yeah. Uh, between scandals here, so, um, yeah, but. I think everybody across the board doesn't care. I mean, not that people care what happens, but I think across the board, people just want it to be over, <laughs> honestly, as far as this chapter. I'm not sure what the next chapter is going to be with the whole NCAA being on probation, all that kind of stuff, but we'll have to just wait and see on that. But I just want to be done with this whole process so we can move on to our next scandal process.
0: This next part is going to take forever because the FBI is not even finished with their investigation, and the NCAA can't start theirs until the FBI wraps up theirs. And then once the NCAA starts, we know how long it takes them to do anything, so that's going to take forever. So we could be looking here at like 20, 2020, 2021. We still don't know what's going on. The, this is this next part I mean buckle up boys and girls this is gonna be this is gonna be a long one this is gonna be a difficult one that's for sure um, so uh, I can't even talk about that anymore because it's gonna just depress me um so let, let's move on a little bit because we got a few more things I want to get to before we wrap it up tonight uh, the Louisville football schedule was released uh, just the other day and let me find it here it's um it's the first time Lewis I think since Louisville joined the ACC that I actually feel like they have a pretty balanced schedule. Yep. Um I agree. Obviously the big one Louisville opens the season against Alabama in Orlando. Yeah, um,
1: skip week 2. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> it's like 20 20- 26 and a half points uh, favorite right now for the Crimson side over Louisville on that one. Um, But that's Uh, uh,
1: I I have a a teacher or I had a teacher. I don't know if I told you this already, but I I had a teacher in uh, high school um, and and we had a small school. So we kind of after we all graduated, it was like, all right, you can call me by my first name now. Like we were just kind of on that level. So I'm friends with her on Facebook, whatever. She's a huge Alabama fan, like always has been grew up there. Roll Tide, all this and that. Um, And I wrote on her Facebook wall the the night of the national championship game and said, can we, I'm going, I'm giving you all the win. I don't, I don't want to see any posts about it. I want to hear about it. I'm just marking it down as a loss for us. And we'll just move on to week two and and just to see if she was agreeable to that. Uh, She never replied. So I think she'll probably reply once she, uh, once they beat us down by a hundred points, but. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm ready to move on to week two. What do we got? Uh, yeah. Indiana State. Indiana, roll on that.
0: Indiana State week two. Um, that'll also be the opening of the newly renovated Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. So that's going to be a big it's one. It's be beautiful. Um, and then I'm excited for this one. September the 16th, Louisville plays Western Kentucky. At home, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, yep, the Cards sure. travel to Virginia. Uh, Virginia football, not the meat grinder that Virginia basketball is. Um, and then they're home again for two in a row against Florida State on the September 29th. Going to be interesting to see who's playing quarterback for Florida State. Is it DeAndre Francois or is no, it uh, black. Blackman? That's going to be a fun one to see. Uh, then Louisville plays Georgia Tech for the very first time ever ever, Louisville has to play the triple option on October the 5th, then it's on the road to Boston College, home for Wake Forest, on the road at Clemson and at Syracuse, and then home for their last two against NC State and Kentucky. Um, Just on the surface, really solid home schedule. Of course, you got Indiana State, but Western Kentucky, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, NC State, Kentucky—really good home schedule. Gonna be fun games uh, every time you go to Papa John's. The road schedule doesn't look all that daunting. Uh, Syracuse, Virginia, Boston uh, College—of course, the big one against Clemson. um, But overall, I mean, this. I don't even want to project yet because there's so many things that are going to change. This team's going to look so different by the time we even get to the summer. Um, but it looks like a very good schedule for Louisville and a balanced schedule. I mean, you've got Florida state and then you've got one, two, three games between them and Clemson. Uh, your big games are not all at the beginning of the season. I mean, you've got some meat to the back end of that schedule. So if Louisville does get on a roll, um, they're going to have opportunities to impress at the end of the year, um, whereas the past couple of seasons, they really haven't had that. I mean, it's like all the meat has been in the beginning, like the first six weeks, and then the back half, or you're playing Virginia, Syracuse, and Wake Forest, um, like in consecutive games, so nobody really cares. Um, but this is this is going to be a fun schedule. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited to see what the new stadium is going to look like when it's all finished. I'm excited for that first game, even though I know Louisville's probably going to get clobbered. That happens to be my birthday weekend, or that my birthday week. Basically, my so sorry. birthday's on yeah. My birthday's on the Monday, and then the game is that Saturday. Um, so I'm currently working right now to figure out a way to get to Florida for a couple of weeks for as a birthday present, and maybe go see the mouse and do all that, and then go to the game on Saturday so that I have a little bit of enjoyment before I go and watch that. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll let everybody know how that thing goes and, and how that turns out. But I'm excited to play Western um, play Western and UK, both at home. I'm excited to play Georgia Tech because Louisville's, frankly, never played them. Um, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think the the one thing that the Peter Sermon defense has been able to do is play the run. So thank God they're not going to have to worry about playing the pass against Georgia
1: Tech. Oh, yeah. Louisville's been historically amazing at containing the edge, dude, for sure. Yeah yeah at amazing. least i can't wait
0: at, <laughs> at least we don't have to worry about deep balls uh against exactly, georgia yeah. tech they're they're not gonna be throwing the ball deep so you don't have to worry just, about just that
1: load the box that's all yeah you will
0: do. not have to worry about the heisman uh trophy contender at running back for boston college the week after that though um that's that's gonna be a tricky one yep but i think it's a good schedule um your your thoughts
1: yeah i i I think – I am excited about – I mean, that has a great home slate for sure. Um, you know, the Western game loses a little bit of a sizzle uh, with Brom being gone. But True. Um, you still get the in-state um, – I-, I wouldn't call it rivals, but you get that in-state competition. You know, you get to – I mean, there's really no question that Louisville's the the top school, the top football school in the state of Kentucky. Oh, but, yeah. you know, it's – honestly, it's probably more of a competition between Western and UK um, or maybe – Western and then UK and like Murray, um, maybe going head to head there for third place. But uh, that's a great. I'm just glad we get to. I hope we kind of continue that, um, keeping that matchup alive. I don't know what we've got scheduled down the road, but Georgia Tech first time playing them. Uh, that'll be awesome, especially since that's a home game. Um, yeah, I mean it's seriously solid. Um, I think we just we skipped a week two. Um, yeah. we go from there. Um, and then you know looking at down the you know down the pipeline a little bit it was announced today that um uh, yes. we're starting a three game series with USF um Charlie Strong's team I, I don't I, was gonna I don't say think Charlie yeah. Strong will be the coach he, he, he in he 2022, yeah <laughs> 2022 be um well, I think 2022 2024 and 2026 is that right Yeah yeah So we'll all be dead by then, but somebody will get to watch uh, Louisville and USF play each other uh, two games at Louisville and then one down in Florida. So that's cool. Yeah, Um, that's going to be a fun series.
0: That kind of brings me to my my question that I posed on Twitter. Um, We actually got uh, some response to it. Is What uh, team would you like to see Louisville schedule a – a new series with obviously the series announced today with usf uh that's another reason why i think uh vince tyree probably ends up being your permanent ad because he was the one that probably had to make that deal so i don't know if that's a deal you make if you don't think you're gonna have the job so that's uh but that's my little piece there but yeah playing usf um a good team uh has been a good team for the last couple of years doesn't really show any signs of You know, stopping, especially with Charlie Strong at the helm. Now, granted, I'm with you. Just like we said, Charlie ain't going to be there in 2022. Um, He will be somewhere else. If he's there in 2022, um, then USF will have already been in the college football playoff. Like they will have broken through that ceiling, and that's going to be a really good game. And that just looks really smart for Louisville to schedule that. Um, But on Twitter, uh, we got Purdue. As a, yeah, a series, that's what I was
1: going to say. Is maybe Purdue, but I think honestly, if I if I were to pick before you even tell me what other people said, yeah, go ahead. I would pick I'd pick Cincinnati. Yes, I want I want the the keg of nails. Yes, um, I mean we've got it, which is fine with me, but I, I want the opportunity to to toss it back and forth a couple times, or, or maybe just keep it all to ourselves. But th- those games were always awesome. Um, I you know, I think we just have fond memories of that because of the last time, but. Honestly, I want to see that come back. I will never forget Butch Jones
0: calling the timeout when John Wallace missed the field goal. And then... (laughs) <laughs> and then Wallace lining it back up and just nailing it. Uh, the Jones next time, icing his own team. Yes, it yes, it was awesome. Um, and then he gets the job at Tennessee. Ugh. Anyway, um, so yeah, the the Purdue game, the Cincinnati series. I'm with you. That would be really good. But Cincinnati is trash right now. Like if yeah, Cincinnati was but... actually good, like if they were a consistent, you know, eight nine win team, I would be like, yes, let's get that on the books. But I mean. <sighs> I would rather play Western right now from a strength yeah. of schedule standpoint than play Cincinnati. Um, now, if Cincinnati can get it rolling and they can become that team that's like challenging in, in the American, then yeah, I would like to see Cincinnati back on the schedule. Because yeah, those keg and nails games were were really good games. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see them back on the schedule. Uh, Twitter also says Tennessee as a potential uh, sure. schedule or a, a series for Louisville football in the future, yeah, I would like to see that little, little regional game uh, between Louisville and Tennessee. I don't know if they've ever played. Um, I think that that would be an interesting one, definitely, uh, to see the cards get in with, especially with, with uh, Jeremy Pruitt there now as the head coach of Tennessee, and will likely have that team going. Um, so outside of uh, Purdue, Tennessee, Cincinnati, is there any team, and it doesn't have to be regional, um, but any team that you – would like to see Louisville play. Whether it's, it, it doesn't have to, like I said, it doesn't have to be regional and it doesn't have to even have a chance of, of happening.
1: But just Louisville to schedule a series with. Can we just play UCF one time just so we can beat them um, and then we don't have to even think about the Blake Bortles uh, uh, against the number eight Louisville game ever again? Don't bring up Blake Bortles
0: to me right now. I don't, like, I. <laughs> I'm still not ready to talk about the fact yeah. that he's playing in the AFC title game,
1: and yeah, he Bortles, was trash uh, this season. No, don't eat. No, Blake is the best quarterback. Stop I can't it. wait until the Steelers. Stop it! Don't they pick him up? Stop! Um, oh God! No! To take over for Ben. No. It's be, I can't wait to see him in yellow and black. No! It's gonna be great.
0: Stop it! Ugh. God, no! I, I I do think that would actually be an interesting
1: series for Louisville to to schedule, uh, especially where UCF is now. Yeah. Um, although they did lose uh, Scott Frost, but I don't know. I think that would be interesting. I I mean, heck, I'd do a series with Nebraska at this point. That
0: you literally took the words right out of my mouth. I would like to see Louisville schedule a, a series with with a Big Ten team. I mean, they've got one yep. coming up with Indiana, um, but. I mean, yeah. like a, a Nebraska or Northwestern or uh, Minnesota. Somebody like that. Um, get that. Get a get a team like that on the schedule. I'd like to see Louisville play a West Coast team. Uh, play somebody like in Arizona or an Arizona or State USC. or. Ugh. Yeah or USC. I mean, that would be cool. UCLA, uh, now Chip Kelly there. Oh God. Can you I mean, imagine USC's what he would do? got
1: so much tradition. Like I I'd take a Texas, a USC, like some of those, those older oh, yeah. uh, powerhouse teams, I'd like to see Louisville go up against just for the, just for the sake of it's most likely Louisville will beat them. Like most likely it's not a guarantee, but I would just like to be, you know, to continue to add to the resume, you know, oh without a doubt. We, beat, we beat Notre Dame, we beat Texas, we beat USC, we beat, you know uh Alabama. Texas saying I'm like well let's not go too far
0: <laughs> shut me down quick on that one no I'm with you though I, I would like to see that I think that the problem is that there are too many people that still think um of Louisville as being like little brother and like less than um yeah they'll find out
1: soon enough when we beat Alabama first
0: game, back. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I got him to say it now. Obviously, we'll we'll both walk that back. Um, <laughs> as yeah, the we're, game we're draws not near. actually going to post this podcast, no, uh, no, this will be we'll edit uh, this burned. part out. Yeah, yeah, nobody will ever ever hear this one. Uh, if you guys are looking for something to do, uh, when we get off the air here on the ACC network extra, so if you're into streaming, um, which always works for Lewis and never, ever works for me. Uh, number two, Louisville women's basketball will look to stay undefeated, get to 20-0 and 0 after the demolition of Notre Dame, which was one of the best basketball games I've seen men's or women's in a ever. long, long time. And it was amazing to be there in person, so much so that I am trying to plan my Sunday around going to watch the women, not the men. But go to watch the women play uh, a top 10 Florida state team at home at five o'clock at the KFCM center on Sunday. Um, So if you want to, you can go to the men's game at noon and then just go grab something to eat, come back and watch the women play uh, at five o'clock. But they play number. um, (laughs) They're just as bad as the men's team. Uh, Nine and nine Pittsburgh. Um, Terrible. They play tonight. So Louisville trying to get to 20 and Uh, Oh, they're number two in the country, Lou, for the first time in program history. Um, they will play just, you know, they're just going to try to get through right now, uh, win these next couple of games, and then obviously the Lumen in the distance is the big matchup with number one UConn uh, coming up in February. That one's in stores, um, so that could be number one and number two. What a game that's going to be. Uh, but this Louisville women's basketball team, they don't get enough hype. They don't get enough credit. I don't think uh, they're finally starting to, but th- this is a team that they do everything right. Um they're so much fun to watch uh, right now. I've got the early two nothing lead as that game is underway right now at Pittsburgh. Um, Lewis, anything else, any parting shots before we put a bow on this thing and wrap this up tonight?
1: No, uh, but I do want to just give my, my two cents on the women's team. It's yeah, go probably, probably one of the most dynamic uh, combination of players uh, between Maisha Heinz Allen and Asia Durr. Yes, um, it, both Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I think combined for upwards of 60 plus points um, in the other night against Notre Dame. And that that game uh, was the first Louisville women's basketball game that I've ever watched from start to finish. And they dismantled uh, number three. Was it number three? Yeah. And Notre Dame at the time. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying it was because of me, but, but it, you're saying. it seems. It's, it's a little fishy that, you know, the first, I'm the first one to, you know, it, it, whatever, but, I know. no, they were, they're absolutely unbelievable. That combination of players and, and Jeff Walls gets, gets the top talent every single year. Um, and, and this, I think finally, he's not only has arguably the best player in the country and maybe another top five player in the country, but he's got the, the pieces underneath that as well. Um, which has kind of been the the one issue that he's had. He's always had the star power, but but some of the um, the cogs uh, underneath that haven't haven't been up to snuff. But I think he's definitely got that this year, and it's unbelievable what a machine in recruiting he is. He's already got what two of the top five players in twenty nineteen <laughs> yeah. committed. Just yeah, he's just insane um and so such a nice guy and and an easy guy to root for and and this team is easy to root for so they're unbelievable uh you know good luck to them tonight and i think i think they're gonna i think they're gonna beat yukon i'm calling it right now they're beating them so
0: that would be absolutely insane if that actually did end up happening uh again Lady Cards, get it going on at 5 o'clock on Sunday at the KFC Yum Center. Uh, Men's team, take it on Boston College at noon. Go to the men's game. stick around, watch the ladies game too. That's all the time we've got on the show for tonight. For Lewis, I'm Taylor. This has been another episode of The Breakdown. Check us out on Twitter, thebreakdownul.com. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Go Cards. We'll talk to you all next week. Before I am your time And I throw this truck in gear I don't need a tomorrow I just need it tonight I got this hurting down deep inside And I want